Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go to Their 30 Rock Podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock. Like, you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 123, season 6, episode 20, entitled Queen of Jordan 2, Mystery of the Phantom Pooper, originally airing May 3rd, 2012. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. This week on Queen of Jordan, Angie's getting ready to launch her new fashion line, Chic, but her plans go awry after Jack, an executive of NBC, a television network, has to ditch their meeting after he learns that his wife Avery is being returned from North Korea. Meanwhile, Randy's trying to find a date for the big night. In order to get ready, she asks Liz, the showrunner of a show at NBC, the television network, to babysit Virginia, Tracy and Angie's child, where Liz and Virginia get into a big fight, and there's lots of rudeness. Meanwhile, Dufuan's around, Portia gets a line, and some lady named Jenna desperately tries to get cast on the show. Yeah, that was uh, a little bit harder than to do for the last one, which kind of gets into my biggest thing with this episode where with the last episode it definitely functioned as a standalone quote unquote mm-hmm. Queen of Jordan episode where all the Queen of Jordan characters had their own storyline whereas this one like apart from Angie like Jack was really the main character of the episode and Liz to a lesser degree yeah. which I mean yes it's 30 Rock and it's a 30 Rock episode but like the, I feel like the last one did a better job of inserting the 30 Rock characters into Queen of Jordan Without them having taken over like dominant storylines in a way that wouldn't actually work for that separate TV yeah, show. Yeah, it does feel like more Thirty Rock episode with Queen of Jordan characters versus a Queen yeah. of Jordan show with. But 30 they Rock still characters. sorry, but yeah, but they still frame it as a Queen of Jordan episode. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I do think of the two Queen of Jordan episodes, this one's a little bit weaker. But there's there's a tongue that I pull from this as like jokes or whatever. So uh, it definitely has its place. Um, sort of in like my my favorite 30 rock episodes um but yeah it just feels like uh i don't know it just feels like i don't want to say gimmicky but i feel like they went to the well too soon again after the last time and they didn't do it and it, it doesn't feel as polished as the the previous queen of jordan but there's still a lot in here that's really great um but yeah, it just eh, kind of stumbles to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, there were definitely a lot of funny moments, but I kind of feel like the impetus for this was, oh, the last one was like so fun and worked out really well, like let's do it again, as opposed to, I don't know, here's an organic, like here's a great idea for a, for a second episode to do the same thing. And I mean, to me, that's what clearly showed in how it was put together. It, it definitely felt like a straight up 30 Rock episode as opposed to framing it. Yeah. Um, I but, mean, it almost came off as... Queen of Jordan was in like its 10th season kind of thing and it's just like stretching for plots and stories and so they're like fine just fuck it make it about 30 Rock characters kind of thing Yeah, which isn't a bad thing and again like I feel like we're kind of poo-pooing the episode but it's still like a lot of great bits and moments in here but compared to the previous Queen of Jordan it's just not it's not as uh, clean. It's not as well put together. Yeah. That said, there are still, like, the Real Housewives references with <laughs> yeah. all the drink throwing and yeah. table uh, table and couch yeah. and chair toppling. And yeah. I assume the fashion show has got to be some sort of reference. Oh, if not sure. an exact reference and some allusion to someone's, yeah. like, project they had in some episode. Uh, I don't doubt there's been multiple yeah. uh, fashion shows, fashion lines started by a number of those real housewife people but yeah i don't have any specifics just because thank god i'm not involved in that because could you there's so many of them like i was just thinking well we can get into it but maybe not too long but like i was just thinking like so in the last seven months we've watched all of that's available of rupaul drag race that's not a completely different country outside of uk and australia so that's 13 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, six, five seasons of All-Stars, two seasons of the UK, and so that's, what's that? And Canada. And so that's 20 seasons of shows? That, 21, yeah. 21 seasons of shows of just reality drag. I couldn't imagine trying to watch all of the Housewives stuff, because there's so many of them. There's Then there's the spinoffs, and it's just like, 
at least with drag race like we've talked about it, it's talent it's competition there's something to watch and even if you don't give a shit about the drama there's still an aspect to it that's entertaining whereas all that real housewife stuff it's just petty and narcissism and egos just clashing that's all and it's i couldn't i couldn't imagine watching that for yeah. a season much less for 20 plus seasons of that yeah. but well drag race is a competition which makes it different there is yeah. still like a clear i mean yeah i'll say there's plot i guess i don't know real housewives i feel like is more like a quote-unquote real life soap opera right so it's not really going after the same mission i mean no it's not i mean it's a different side of reality but at least with like a survivor or a big brother like the plot lines you can kind of see them coming and you can kind of see where the producers and the directors are skewing it to tell a story but there's also a competition involved you know at the end of the day these people will end up leaving and there'll only be one left kind of thing but with the real housewives they're not getting voted off so they're going to stay there and they're always going to be well in a way they do get voted off if they're not uh popular enough the audiences they get they get written out or i think there's a thing where it's like a lot of times (laughs) before someone's introduces like a new cast member like they'll be brought on as like a friend or like like a featured player basically and like they'll use that as like a test run to decide who should be actually added as a main cast member and who gets uh either stays i guess in that friend of status or just disappears off the show so in a way they get voted off but not not uh not not exactly the same way (laughs) wow yeah i mean i don't know yeah they're definitely two different concepts like uh, it's i mean if you're someone who definitely just wants like ridiculous people being dramatic and soapy like Sure. Then you would be into it, which is not something that we are into. Yeah, as I guess much. like thinking about it that way, that is like, I guess our generation of soap operas, kind of ideal. It is just oh for sure people being like super rich and yeah. over the top and outrageous scenarios that really don't apply to my real life, but it's still entertaining. Yeah, and that's all that a soap opera is. It's just pre-staged. Yeah. Which I agree that those types are definitely like soap operas for the modern generation but it's not even necessarily rich because like Bra- I mean Bravo has all the shows like but Below Deck and mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily about rich people like but it's like the same thing but you have like dramatic people working on a boat or dramatic people do- working on the summer island whatever yeah I mean I, I there's so many out there I don't even know them all but oh right and those are the Bravo vein there's also like the TLC vein of mm-hmm. like the the um, uh, 90 Day Fiance which is like super popular and it's that same niche where it's like Basically, yeah. like dramatic, soapy. I think that one got. Life. I think that one got infamous in the last year because of that was that odd-looking man, Fred or Ed. I don't know that he, but he had like no neck, kind of like he was just like built differently. He had like no neck, and maybe I'm thinking of a different show. Oh, but I, you, I don't, you don't know. Okay. I know nothing about that but show. Like, really, so. He just there was like a lot, a lot of memes about this person that met up with this. Um, Asian lady and it was it was like super uncomfortable clearly because he was into it she was obviously not but like he would just say or do like cringy looking things or really uncomfortable looking things and this lady had to put up with it because 90 days she's kind of committed to it and it's just like yikes he's a weird he was just a weird looking man and probably unfairly you know you put on blast on the internet probably isn't going to be great for him so I don't want to make fun of him too bad but like he just he was built different. He had a different look to him, and people kind of just, I don't know, out of context, it was like, oh, poor guy. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah, there are a lot of shows like that. That I mean, <laughs> well, if you think of, like, even, like, the, the I mean, you were, you were talking earlier about, I guess, the, one of the Real Housewives stars, Kim Zolciak, had her show that lasted for eight seasons just canceled. Like, spinoffs of that, there's, like, the Honey Boo Boo universe and the Dance Moms, and, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there's so many, so, so many shows like that. Like, yeah, seriously. Like, I don't even know where you would begin on all of that. Like, if you just wanted to pick one up, I guess you would start at the quote-unquote beginning, but yeah. do you really need to? Like, I guess you probably would to learn some of them. Like, I don't know. I don't, yeah. it just sounds, it sounds exhausting to but me. But now you think, the more I think about, obviously, like, the Kardashians was that type of show. Yeah. Like, the Hills, Laguna Beach. That's true. I mean, I mean, they've been around for geez. two decades now, so it's they're yeah. not new, but it's just like I don't know. I feel like with Laguna Beach and Hills, like they were a little bit more subdued. 
I mean, it was just like trust fund kids and like really rich kids just talking about their lives kinds of things. Yeah. Which... Well, actually, I remember like we were... <laughs> we, we, we read. We... Laguna Beach was on... When I was in high school, the same time that we were reading The Great Gatsby in English, and like they were actually surprising a lot of parallels because, like, I mean, The Great Gatsby is like revered as like this like great literary novel, but at the same time, it's out of it's about a bunch of bored rich people who have too much time on their hands, mm-hmm. which is essentially what Laguna Beach was. So it was like I remember the time like we were able to like fo- like find all these weird like parallels between, mm-hmm. even though like one was obviously more quote unquote artfully written or whatever, mm-hmm. and I mean they, I mean lots of you know symbolism and you know motifs within the plot and yada 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 but was on, lauren conrad smarter than we expected her to maybe she you was good, the, the Who, daisy is she related to is daisy she related Buchanan to someone of, or? uh i have absolutely no i, no, I saw all the people on the show I, I don't know if they were necessarily related to any like celebrities but i think weren't they were the, just children of like probably like doctors but weren't or like brody jenner's whatever. kids yeah, Brody yeah. Jenner was on the. Well, he was the. He was on the hills. I don't know if he was on Laguna Beach. What's the two Jenner kids? Which the, the males? I Brody, think they were, Brody Jenner. Bro, who am I? Um, There's no yeah. Thing. Some. I, don't know, I feel like they were on the hills. Or he Laguna was on the hills. Beach I'm not sure if he. Was, I, I don't think. I don't think Laguna Beach. But I think they got a spinoff that was on Fox, but it only lasted like a season. That but it sounds was, right. It was just like them. It was basically them being wannabe. CKY or, or jackass and oh. not doing very well at it. Like that it was just a bunch terrible. of it was just rich kids literally just doing whatever they wanted. Like one episode is oh we go run out ATVs or Forerunners and just go see what we can. It's just like shit like that. Like well, that was kind of the basis of the show. Sounds riveting. I can see why it <laughs> why it lasted only one season. Yeah. Uh, so any other thoughts before? Uh, on Queen of Jordan 2 before we hop in. Let's hop in. So this is because it's structured like a reality show or the Queen of Jordan world, there's a non-traditional sort of opening where we don't have the 30 Rock theme or or really much of a cold open. It just sort of hops into uh, the story. But we do get like sort of quote-unquote flashbacks to previous episodes that sort of help fill in some of the blanks. Previously on Queen of Jordan. Randy, now that Barbara's dead, I need a nanny. That's perfect. All my children were taken away. Can you believe that Defuan is telling you that Angie's starting her own clothing line? Why don't you control your dog? He controls me. Hello, Angie. I I mean, hello, whoever it is going to be. Hi, Jack. It's Angie. I wanted to remind you we have a meeting today about my fashion line. Looking forward to it. We could do a lot of cross-promotion between our shows and your clothing brand, uh, Cheek. It's pronounced Chic. It's French. Now that I'm a fashion designer, I'm in a tuple threat. Reality star, actress, singer-songwriter, perfumist, IBS survivor, best-selling author of a book I didn't write, catchphrase coiner. I'll take that with cheese. Well, they don't all work. Chic is stretchable formal wear for elegant plus-size women and huskier gays. Tonight is a big fashion show for Chic's summer line. I find that my target customer sweats a lot and often gets thrown into a public pool. Now this show is the call. Uh, Angie, I'm sorry, but I have to take this other call. What? No, you don't... Rude! This is Jack Donaghy. I'm stunned. The CIA captured a North Korean spy. So we were able to arrange a prisoner swap next week in exchange for my wife, they get their spy back. A crate of Hollister sweatshirts and a signed headshot of Don Johnson. They just got Nash Bridges. Obviously, this is a very personal matter, so I would appreciate it if you guys at Bravo, excuse me, gays at Bravo handle this with the same delicacy with which you handled Dufon's boyfriend's pregnancy scare. It's my way. Still Yay! So one thing I like about that is the scene kicks off with that thing that those types of reality shows do a lot, where it's like they have to do exposition so the viewers know what's going on. So she's like, "This is I'm calling to remind you about our meeting." Yada yada. You would do in real life, but it's like they have to clue the audience in somehow. And it's mm-hmm. like it's funny because like they managed to do it, but also like like working ridiculous lines like right. I find my audience sweats profuse here gets thrown in the pool or a lot or whatever like she does yeah. in the same like straight voices she's saying the rest of stuff which is 
silly and funny. Yeah, it comes off as like it would be like genuine yeah. conversation. Doesn't feel like a joke kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but they they continue in the same way of um, the previous Queen of Jordan, where there is since there's no introduction, there's no um, title card, or there's a title card, but there's no cast. Uh, they do the same thing of guest starring, and then they list the characters as stars, um, and then they also have a lot of like fun visual jokes of like name uh, banners popping up like for Jack it says NBC executive or executive of NBC and then it puts ATV network just in case you're not sure what NBC is because no one talks about well, NBC way more people do what NBC <laughs> was back then yeah that's so true now. yeah um, and then the joke of chic being spelled cheek but being pronounced chic even though that is not how you would pronounce that in French like it's just it's Levels of absurdity that it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> it's so wrong. Yeah. Also, I think they might have done this last time, but also when they're doing the credits at the top of the episode, it has in quotes written by mm-hmm. the actual yeah. writers of the episode of 30 Rock. Yeah. Yeah. They did the same thing as sort of, well, I think they're obligated to do that as like yeah. an actual Writers Guild of America thing, but also in the in the vein of a reality tv show they put air quotes or they put quotation marks around it that's our first rude yeah that's our first rude let's do a rude count take a shot every time you hear rude so far i've taken one shot all right that's one shot down um but no i mean that should be i guess that's our best catchphrase next ham like i don't know i'll have that with cheese (laughs) they're not all winners Uh, but back from the opening Angie reminds Tracy of her big fashion show and that he's he should definitely have a surprise ready for her. Where is he? Jack Donaghy is late for our meeting. Not to be racist, but white guys are typically punctual. I'm sorry I got so real, but nothing's gonna change unless there's a dialogue. I've never been so disrespected in my life, and I've gone to and worked at the post office. Mrs. Jordan, Mr. Donaghy sends his apologies, but he is unable to attend your meeting. I'm here as his representative. Oh, no. That man is about to get some cheese with that. That catchphrase is improving, baby. You don't give me notes. Hey, girlfriend. Looks like you need a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. Her name is Raven Simone Sr. I'm really close to the whole queue of J-Cast. So I know they're going to pull me into all of their drama, and I'm going to be on the show a lot. (laughs) I will be on the show a lot. I guess there's no follow-up from Jenna's incident last time with Queen of Jordan, because last time she was admitted to rehab, and she escaped almost immediately, but there's no through line of that story. But they seem to know who she is. But well, she does, and she knows them very well. And she's she's used to all the drama that they're going yeah. to inflict upon her. I don't remember her getting like a little nameplate though. That seems like a missed opportunity. Oh, you're right. Uh, it's, I wonder why they didn't do that. Hmm. Maybe it's a deleted scene. Maybe they just forgot. Poor Jenna. Poor Jenna. She doesn't get any respect. No respect. But I do like her storyline in this of her just wanting the attention and doing anything to get it. And then when she does, well, we'll get there, but when she does finally get it and she realizes it, that that turn is so funny to me. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like actually 10 years past TGS Jenna Maroney is a perfect candidate for to actually be on the Real Housewives shows because <laughs> there are like at least a couple actresses who were formerly on some... Well, at least Serena's probably the most prominent, like some soap opera or some. Actually, Denise Richards was on one for a couple seasons too. So mm-hmm. just people who are sort of past their prime and being cast in projects wow. would become real house. And that I'm that was totally where Jenna could be. Ten Sorry, years Jenna, past ten years. TGS. You're in your forties. You're past your prime. Can't be on TV. Exactly. It's hard for women in Hollywood. No, but seriously, I mean that's like definitely a genre of Real Housewives star is actress who's no longer getting cast in projects that's true and it doesn't seem as i guess if you if you want to like classify it like they're not like d-list like being on a reality show is no longer like a d-list kind of thing because that was like i mean it can be i it's guess sort of the kind of show it's... that it is but i mean 
it obviously can reignite or at least sustain a career for a number of years if you're really good at it. So for sure, yeah. I mean, it's I like the you... stigmas have lessened on being on a reality TV kind of show. Well, yeah, because I mean, it's really easy from doing that to harness like Instagram followers. Once you have mm-hmm. Instagram followers, you can make a, I mean, decent money off SpawnCon. Yeah. So good for. I mean, I didn't say Jen was unsuccessful. I just said she would totally be on trend to be cast in. Yeah. They should, do, they should do. That's that's the Thirty Rock reboot is <laughs> a Tracy or a Jenna faux reality show of her she's broken up with paul their their marriage didn't last and you might call it the comeback no it's not the same (laughs) it's not the same and an aging sitcom star who's past her prime trying to get back with a new lease on life yeah but she was trying to get just back like in the sitcom world, Jenna's just trying to keep attention on her. It's a different, it's a different story. I guess, but... But the comeback has to come back, right? Like, at this point, I feel like... Well, it was nine years between the first and second season, so how long has it been since the second season now? Uh, the first season was 2006? 2005? Yeah, it was like, oh, I want to say 05, Let's see. It was when I was at the theater, because we used to run ads for it. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the previews before movies? Season one was 2005. Season two was 2014. So 2023 2023 is the year of the comeback season three. All right. And they don't have kids in that show, do they? They didn't have kids, did they? Uh, So she did not, but her husband, her husband, Mark, Valley Church's husband, Mark, had a daughter from a previous relationship. So she was the stepmother to Francesca. She was was only in like a couple of episodes. She was in the first season, but she wasn't in the second season. She went to school or something, right? Yeah. 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 Because I think that's when the actual actually played the daughter was was doing switched switched at birth uh, full time, so she wasn't available. Anyway, anyway, Lisa Lampanelli is at Thirty Rock. Where's Jack? Boo monster. I'm supposed to have a meeting with Jack Donaghy. Do you not know where your own husband is? I know they're not married. I just like them to know I don't give a f- about their lives. Jack's probably busy, Angie. His wife was kidnapped, but now she's coming back, and all these cameras are around, so they've been following him everywhere. Uh-huh. I see what's happening. Jack's not just blowing me off. He's trying to ruin my big night. No, Angie, what's happening with him is No, crazy. what's happening is the chic fashion show. That's what people want to know about. And Tracy's planning a huge surprise for me at the end. Really? What is it? I don't know, Liz. It's a surprise. Do you know what a surprise is? Now you do. You didn't even have a drink. Yeah, Le- I, okay. Lisa Lampanelli looks nothing like Tina Fey, so I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe that joke really lands. I, was it supposed to be a joke about just how like there was a time when like some male comedian or male media figure something like women aren't funny, so. I know it was supposed to be commentary on like, oh, all female comics are interchangeable and the same mm-hmm. and not funny. Like, that's the only thing I can guess because they don't look alike, but they were around this time. Like, Tina Fey and they were two more yeah. more prominent like female names in comedy, I guess. Or it could just be like black people think white people look the same kind of thing or they look similar. And But I mean, like, Angie knows who Liz is, so like, she wouldn't think she's Lisa Lampanelli. So I'm not sure who's the joke from. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe back then we there would be a cultural, a clear cultural like connection that we yeah. would. And well, hold on, let me. I, don't know. I mean, me I, that that one picture with Lisa Lipnell with glasses, I can kind of see it, but she's got silver hair and. Well, if if there's a if there's a clear reference between the two it's nothing that's playing that's pulling up on google although one of the first articles that does come up is an old vanity fair article that says who says women aren't funny which lends me to believe that yeah that's from 2008 right so, so a couple of years before, this, years. A few yeah, years before maybe. this i mean i mean they're yeah i don't know <laughs> hmm. uh, meanwhile in the writer's room we get our first big uh, Queen of Jordan drama moment with Liz and baby Virginia. Don't learn to talk. A woman's power comes from her silence. You're Liz, right? Hey, Brandy, great episode last week. I thought it was very brave of you to pose for Playboy against Playboy's wishes. 
I need a date to Angie's fashion show, and Tracy tells me that you are, you know, the village bicycle. What? No. Why would he say that? Dr. Guy, parlor guy, Cleveland dude, British guy, rich dude, James Franco. I've been with the same woman for 22 years. No judgment, but to me, Liz Lemon is a sex maniac. Well, a lady never goes anywhere without a date. Can someone watch Virginia? I can't. Contractually, I can only hold beautiful black babies and Benetton ads. And I don't know if I should, because I might bite these fat little legs. I might eat them up. They're so fat and juicy. Yeah, I mean, that's the only one that would fit. Because Chris, Pilot, Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Stuart LaGrange. I don't know if... I mean, he was just working for the UN. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, he would be I don't think he was a rich guy. Dude. No, it's got to be It's got to be Steve, Steve Martin. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only one that threw me. But she did. he did leave Chris and... Um, well, she probably wouldn't have told people about the hair just because obviously everything that came connected with that would be super embarrassing so yeah it must be Gavin Bull. it's gotta be Gavin Bull. that's the only one that fits yeah, yeah. Liz Lemon that's what oh man you date more than five guys you're considered a sex man I mean more than that's oh that's almost one guy a year that's, that's a oof, lot that's a lot and who knows I mean yeah um but yeah, this is the first time we've seen Virginia in the realm of 30 Rock. We've we've heard of her. We know of her birth and everything like that. This is, I think, the first and only time we see her. So she steals the spotlight, I think. I think she's a standout mm-hmm. um, throughout this episode. With the facial expressions, it's just yeah. somehow on point. So I'm curious like, I don't how know. much they filmed her and just were like, fuck, we've got, we got a great shot. Like I, I feel like they would have to be filming her a lot. Just be, And like... I can't imagine how hard it is really to work with like a baby or a child, but I don't imagine they would like sit there that long for you to film them. So it's just like the patience it would take for all of that. It's just. Yeah. I don't think it's easy because it's like, I feel like a trope in awards that directors who like have to direct children, like if basically they get good performances out of child actors, like they, they win awards and stuff because mm-hmm. I, that's what I hear. Like it's hard to do. So it's like, yeah. a, it's like a trope that, a movie with good like child performances like the director will win or something because mm. it's hard to do I guess I <laughs> as a pay as a as a payoff of your hard your hard <laughs> yeah, so exploit, exploit children you too can win an Oscar well I wouldn't say exploit because I mean the children do sign up for it depending on or their stage parents or their stage parents that's true anyway well way to make it dark wah, wah. that's our anyway, second rude anyway the point right the second rude yeah but the point is Bidono no, it's like the, yeah the facial expressions are hilarious and amazingly appropriate yeah. in many of the scenes throughout this episode so good mm-hmm. job Virginia good job Virginia Virginia Jordan sounds like a politician's name it does well, future president Virginia Jordan mm-hmm. also I want to get back when real quick when uh, Angie's dealing with Jenna and she says, no, I have a girlfriend, Raven Simone Sr., implying that there's a Raven Simone Jr. And I want to, I, obviously that's a joke, but now I'd love to know, I'd love to meet this person just because it's just like, okay, let's see what Raven Simone Jr. is up to. I don't know. That's just such a weird joke. That's funny to me. Anyway, uh, in Jack's office, he's mulling over how to get Avery back as soon as possible when he gets a, se- uh, gets a special guest of his own in Avery's mother. No, Sam, the military brings her back. Don't even let Clinton know about this. He and Steve Bing will break out their sex plane. It is a sex plane. There aren't even any seats. It's just futons and jacuzzis. I've got to run, Sam. Jack, I... Oh, God, what is this? Oh, it's just one of our shows. They're following me today. Oh, is this one of those ridiculous reality shows like Ken Burns Jazz? Disgusting. I'm sorry, Diana. Ignore them. Eventually, you won't even know they're here. I'm just a little overwhelmed right now. I could use a drink. I'm afraid that while we're on camera, I can only offer you uh, Defoin's uh, boutique wine. Defoin. Defoin. Please defoin responsibly. To Avery's return. I'm a part of this as well. I played Avery in the TV movie Kidnapped by Danger. Jenna, this is for family only. <laughs> now you sound like the cops outside of Jackie O's funeral. But I got in there and sang almost all of Hey Big Spender. The minute. Jenna, this is inappropriate. 
I suggest you go back to whatever Florida bathroom you crawled out of. I can see I'm not wanted here. But thank you for looking up on Wikipedia that I was conceived on a toilet. No one wants me in their story. If a beautiful woman cries and no one hears it, did she waste $700 on crying lessons at Adrian Brody's unaccredited acting school? Jack, when Avery does get back, I don't think we should tell her about us. Oh, f <sighs> Act break. So there's a very funny visual joke when Jack picks up the bottle of wine on the label it says white throwing wine, <laughs> as in fact Jenna does moments later yeah. and will happen multiple times in this episode. And so. throws at no one? Like, I don't think she throws at anyone specifically because Jack doesn't seem wet and she doesn't throw anywhere near Diana's direction, so... Yeah. But hey, maybe maybe there's a contractual obligation that you must throw a glass of wine. Exactly. On Real Housewives, there's your drinking wine and your throwing, throwing wine. wine. And Deflon has his own throwing wine. Uh, um, yeah, this is one of the rare episodes that 30 Rock has bleeps in, but in the realm of a reality show, it makes sense for there to be bleeps in it. So yeah, Jenna has her very own koan or philosophical query in... <laughs> If a sad white lady is crying and no one hears it, did she really pay $700 for Adrian Brody's unaccredited crying course? Like, I mean, if she uses it to win, her, to win an Oscar in a movie, then it was worth it. Yeah. What's happened to Adrian Brody? Is he, I feel like he's kind of been quiet for the last decade or he, half decade, really. He was literally just cast in something uh, I read about, but okay. let me see if I can find out what it was. Like he took a break for a couple Succession of years. season three. That's what. It that's is. right. That's right. But you're right. He has been relatively pretty quiet the past. Uh, he's actually yeah, he's in the French Dispatch, which is a Wes Anderson movie coming out later this year. Yeah, um, that's what he's been doing. He's been doing a lot of Wes Anderson films. Yeah. Yeah. So he's been around. But yeah. Hmm. But I do like Jack and Diana's storyline in here of sort of breaking the wall of reality where. They forget they're being filmed, and now they have to cover up their ass. Even though this is a reality show, it's probably not going to be seen for a few months. So they could explain it away in that time before the episode airs, or because Jack is an executive of Cable Town, could easily get this in. I could, I imagine he could use his powers to easily for get all sure. that wiped out. That would be less dramatic. In that's true. It would be less dramatic. It wouldn't be as fun as throwing uh, an opening of a new restaurant that no one's ever heard or doesn't exist in the same 24-hour span. So... Um, after the commercial break, uh, we come back to uh, Jack and Diana trying to explain away uh, what you meant, what you heard wrong. You didn't hear us; you heard something different. I want to make sure we're all very clear about what my mother-in-law said in my office. She said we shouldn't tell Avery about Gus. Uh, Gus is someone I've gone into business with, and Avery wouldn't approve of him. Why would she disapprove? Uh, well, uh, because they dated at Yale. Gus was a professor. Of course you'll meet him. We do business all the time. Tracy, I know you're planning a big romantic surprise for me at the end of the fashion show. But Jack Donaghy is messing with my special day. So whatever you were thinking about doing, double it. Call Monique. Do a dove release. Parachute in and propose to me all over again. You hear? Angie, I wasn't even going to go to your fashion show. It's at 8, which is 9 a.m. Tokyo time. That's when Takashi's parents leave for work, and we play Mass Effect 3 online. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Tanaka think he's in school, but he's playing video games with a drunk adult. <laughs> now, I know you're just saying that because you don't want to ruin the surprise, because you're a good husband. Oh my god. Ned Stark is dead? Spoiler alert. So this would have been right as I think Game of Thrones season 1 had been wrapping up. So he's reading the books. Uh, Grizz is reading the books. So for him to keep those spoilers out of his mind, good for him. But spoiler alert for, what, a 20-year-old book and a 10-year-old movie now? Or a 10-year-old show? Yeah, so the so the first season aired in spring 2011. So this might actually would have been the around the time the second season was airing, I guess. Yeah. 
Um, gosh. So he's just getting all caught up. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And they just started doing promotional uh, uh, pictures of onset of the prequel series that's coming, I think, next year of the Game of Thrones. Which dance, one? Dance with Dragons so or Dance with Dragons or something like that. It's the one with Matt Tennant. One of the one of the Doctor Who people, Matt David Tennant. No, Matt Jones or Matt, Matt Smith. Smith Matt Smith. Yeah, I think he's playing one of the Targaryen people. Ah. I feel like I've heard about six, at least six different spinoffs. I think there's only one or two, but I don't think the original creators are involved in any of them, which would probably delight some fans or upset others. I'm not sure because I think they got that Netflix deal, and I think they're they're done complete with the Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, yeah. They're done. I mean, they're done with HBO. Because, right. And and weren't they, like, originally contracted to do a Star Wars or Star Trek I think Trek so. They might, I think yes. there was a Star Wars, but I think all that stuff's been put on hold yeah. anyway because people realize it's too much Star Wars. But um, there's some fun visual jokes in here of when Angie enters the room to talk to Tracy. He's Is it William Tell? Is the shoot the apple off your head? Yeah. All right. I know my fiction. Real? Real? Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, you're you're a little Encarta uh, in, in encyclopedia kid over here. I'm gonna call you Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, I've never even read that book series. Well, that was he was the detective, right? He was uh, Encyclopedia Brown was the boy detective. Yes. Yeah, he was the Nancy Brown. Nancy. <laughs> yeah, first, I was true. I was gonna say Nancy Grace. That's, like, that's, 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 a, that's a totally separate yeah. series. Nancy Drew. Yeah. Is that a real person or like a so there's a legend so there's a legend about William Tell which is obviously what you're referring to I think though he may have actually been a real person and maybe there's some legends around what he did or didn't is he related to the William Tell overture or is that just coincident was there a lot of that was his his twin brother William Tell also named William okay keeping it simple there all right but uh, another good joke about video games at this period of time on TV, because you can easily make wacky video game jokes and no one really follows up or researches them, but they actually were on point because Mass Effect 3 was out around this time. It was a big game, and it did have online multiplayer. So kudos for getting that attention to detail. Um, funny enough, the, the remasters of that trilogy is coming out uh, this summer, so... Unfortunately, no multiplayer for the third game this time around, but uh, oh well. That's just a fun little fact that ten years, nine, ten years later, that game's going to have like a resurgence. Hooray! Good job, Mass Effect. You go, Mass Effect. So while Randy finds a date from Arby's for the big fashion show and Liz is struggling with Virginia, realizing how motherhood may be more difficult than she imagined, uh, Jack is ready for his uh, meeting with Gus. If everything goes according to plan, Avery will be back in a few days. In the meantime, I have a lot of work to do with Gus, my business partner, whom Diana mentioned earlier. Gus! <laughs> There's Gus. Why are you wearing the hat I asked you not to wear anymore to our meetings? We're higher up here, so the sun's electricity is stronger. Well, uh, let's go over the numbers, Gus. As you can see, the numbers look pretty good. We're under budget and in line with projections. Great. Well, uh, meeting over. We probably shouldn't have even filmed that. It was so boring. (laughs) Oh, Diana, you remember Gus, whom you said we shouldn't tell Avery about because she used to date him. She was nasty. She loved pee. Thank you, Gus. No, Jack, I didn't say Gus. I already explained to them what I said. I said I did not want Avery to know about Russ. In Slavic myth, Russ is the founder of Russia. Why can't Avery know about the mythological founder of Russia? Because Jack has invested a lot of money in a restaurant I'm opening called Russ. It is Russian cuisine. Who doesn't love cold purple soup? Uh, Diana, we're talking about the same thing because as you know, the restaurant Russ is the business venture I'm engaged in with Gus. Right. He is the chef. As I mentioned earlier, he's a professor at Yale. Which is funny because he looks so much more like a chef. Oh, what's funniest is that he's both. And now he works at the restaurant we can't tell Avery about. And the grand opening is tonight. 
gosh. That is, ta- I mean, both a Yale professor and a talented chef. I mean, yeah. that's a a professor of a... food, one might oh. say. Hmm. Yeah, but Gus is played by Hannibal Burris, who uh, would be a writer on Thirty Rock at this time. But I think he's post his SNL writing period. Um, but this is second or third cameo he's had in the series as a bum. Uh, but I think this is just a fantastic bit of a giant tinfoil hat and <laughs> yeah, what you don't know about the, protecting from the electrics. You don't know many young professors who wear tinfoil hats around. Maybe that's I'm missing him. I'm, maybe I'm just not looking out enough for him. That's but how like, you get tenure. Even after he delivers his line, he like looks at the camera and is like, "Can you believe this idiot? Like, come on, that's common knowledge." Know, it's just it's it's fun little acting, and then. I mean, this is one of those things about sitcoms that just riles me up. But it's just like, if you just talk to each other and explain the situation of a cover story, you wouldn't have to give two different cover stories and then have to finagle them all together. But that's how you create situational comedy, is mishaps and not talking to each other. But anyway... I love the imagination that Russ is the mythical creature who invented or founded Russia. It's quite a... A Slavic story? Like, where, where does that come from? I feel like that's rooted in some reality someone was told as a kid. Like, a writer was told that as a kid, and now they're... I think it was rooted in she came up with the name Russ and had to scramble <laughs> to come up with something that made sense. as Russ, Russia, Let's there we go. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah, who doesn't love cold purple soup? Delicious. Moulin Dufan has to keep Virginia and Liz separate because there's just too much drama. The girls are fighting. Oh, no. Elizabeth, this is very, very easy for me to say to you, but you can't come in here right now. Well, I just want to drop off this little crinkly book that I got for Virginia. I can't let you in. After what happened betwixt you this morning? No, Virginia is not having you. What are you talking about? I'm my bikey's fat little limbs. They're so fat and juicy. Rude. <laughs> it was a compliment. That's a thing people say to babies. Never talk about a black woman's leg size. Not on babies, not on the Williams sisters, not on a mannequin at Avenue. We have come too far. Now, you know me, girl. I don't, really. I stay above these feuds. Did I get involved when Portia took the over-the-counter Colin Hell test in the bathroom at Ranger's domestic violence costume ball? I did, but I didn't want to. Can I be honest? I think I'm just anxious for Virginia to like me because I've been thinking about motherhood lately. I have a serious boyfriend right now. Lisa, Dufon doesn't talk about people behind their backs, so I'm just going to tell you straight to your face that what you're saying right now is very boring. All I know is I'm going to stay out of this fight between you and Virginia. That baby is a piece of work. You know she should be able to stack blocks in a tire by number. She won't do it. I thought you didn't talk about people behind their backs. Rude. Oh. Go away. That's cute. Uh, so there's four roots there. That's, I think that's our final root. We might have one more. I'll have to keep an eye out. Um, but I love the joke of the crinkly storybook magically becoming a stuffed giraffe with no explanation outside of the fact that obviously the crinkly storybook is messing with the microphones you can't hear the conversation so you have to quickly change it out for a stuffed giraffe that's so funny that's such a funny joke because you know that there are producers in reality shows that are like you can't have anything that makes too much noise no dangling jewelry nothing that if you're going to be swinging stuff about that it's going to interrupt with the drama we need you to be like audible we need to hear you we can only recreate this conversation so many times exactly we can only cut and pause and come back we we don't need we don't need anything because you need that fashion you need that the passion you don't need two takes of the same argument that's that's crazy talk but it's so funny and then again great acting from this this baby of i'm mad go like she crosses her (laughs) arms and i just it multiple takes i imagine of getting that but still like fantastic job yeah good job also we should say one way this episode does tie into larger story arcs is obviously we know that liz has now decided with chris that they want to have a baby Mm -hmm. so it's really her testing her ability Mm -hmm. to spend time with and be around children understand how how much energy and responsibility it is to actually have a kid and it doesn't go great 
until it (laughs) sort of does at the end. It kind of all works out. But even at the end of the day, that baby doesn't go home with Liz. So even all the energies she's exhausted... It's a one-day, two-day situation. It's not something that's she has true. To, but Liz is just trying to figure out if she can no, buy with no. It's it's definitely a great tra- uh, practice um, trial run kind of thing. Um, but also, I think this is the most interaction that Dolphin and Liz have had. And I don't know that scene right there with all those like lines. I think I feel like that's clicking in Tina Fey's head. Like, okay, Titus Burgess is a fantastic comedic actor and whatever project I'm working on next he's going to be a part of because I just he has like he has such a great delivery of like I don't I, I usually don't talk about people behind their backs but I gotta tell you what you're saying right now is really boring like that's such a tightest line yeah like I could absolutely see him saying that in Kimmy Schmidt like it's just it's his personality is all in there so it just it, it's perfect so um, yeah it's good times well, right. The I don't talk about people behind his back. What you're saying is boring. And then also, also, she, <laughs> she should be able to stack boxes right now. Yeah. So Jenna is still desperate to get on camera and finds Virginia at the baby salon. Which again, no child would ever do that. No child would be patient enough to sit and let someone be that close to them. Virginia either. is special. Virginia is another level. Uh, but uh, after hearing about the story, Liz has her breakdown and sort of breaks the rules of reality TV. No, I don't care that the others went to Pierre Badalini's salon without me. It's not a feud. I just, I've never spent much time with babies, okay? And what if I'm bad at it? This is good TV. I would watch this. I would feel for Liz. Isn't this usually a bathroom? No. Trey, it's usually Lutz's office. Let's see. I think I just solved the mystery of the phantom pooper. What's wrong, LL? You look like Angie when I tell her I want to retire and live in an old lighthouse. It's just Defuan and everybody are saying that I'm in a fight with Virginia, which is idiotic because she's a baby. Maybe it's just that children in general don't like you. Thank you, Tracy. I am dealing with something real here, but all anyone wants to do on these dumb shows is fight and scream and throw things. I wouldn't know. I really don't watch TV. I'm more of a masturbator. Well, I'm about to get original on you, Tracy. There's no such thing as reality on reality television. Liz got real. Because you're not real until you're flipping over furniture. That's true, and ripping your microphone off. It's very and real. Flipping off the, the the production crew. That's that's when you know it's it's real reality. Yeah, but there, it, this is another one of those like thirty rock moments where there's like some genuine emotional scene or emotional moment of like Liz admitting the reason she wants to spend time with Virginia. She wants to know. The moment what you're already saying, like she wants to know what it's like to be with a kid and get better at it and it's immediately undercut by Tracy asking wasn't this a bathroom and then you get the titular line of the phantom pooper which still is unfounded unsolved unless he's admitting that he's the phantom pooper because it sounds like he goes in there all the time so yeah because well why would he say I just found out the mystery of the phantom because he thought it was a bathroom but it Uh, turns out it's Lutz's office and apparently someone has been phantom pooping in Lutz's office Turns out Tracy realized it's him. <laughs> it's him. All right. You go, Tracy. You... Yeah. Another thing I didn't like, or I don't know if I didn't like, but just like pulling the, epi- the episode title from that doesn't make sense to me because like oh, yeah. it's a throwaway line. And... Yeah. I think we touched on it a couple episodes back about having, yeah, the Murphy, the Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown, yeah. Like, it was just like, it's such a one-line joke and it's it's easy to miss kind of thing so it's like entitling the whole episode around that yeah also it really has nothing to do with queen of jordan no but no it's yeah but it's eye-catching i guess and you see that written down you're probably like oh i wonder what that's about i guess on a reality tv show if that comes up on your dvr it would hook you in that is true so maybe it's maybe it's more savvy than we think it is tracy is getting them nielsen's good job tracy get them nielsen's girl so Tracy's fashion or Angie's fashion show is kickstarting as well as uh, the Russ restaurant. The grand opening are happening on the same day. 
uh, in the same room of all places. And meanwhile, Kenneth shows up to see how everything's going. Well, all the guests arrive. Welcome to Russ. This evening we're serving all the pierogies Costco had and then Burger King. That's a sharp look, Kenneth. Thank you, sir, but I can't take all the credit. Everything I know about fashion, I learned from my old college roommate, John Mark Carr. Oh, for God's sake! A lot of nerve coming here. You know this is Virginia's night. You have no class, you prostitution whore. What are you talking about? I'm hitching my wagon to Virginia's star, trying to get a little camera tempo. Jenna, you've had cameras following you around all day. You're a star now. They want you on the show. They want me? Which means I'm too good for this crap. Like when I sang at that children's hospital. Get away from me. I'm revoking my waiver. Now blur my face. Blur it more. More. Now disguise my voice. Thank you, gays. <laughs> yeah, prostitution, uh, yeah, prostitution whore. Prostitution whore. Oh, Teresa Judice. Oh, man. Uh, there's a lot in that scene. And again, it's just Jenna stealing all the attention. Uh, but she does a great job. And I love the the whole redu- uh, revoke my waiver, blur my face, and re- and change my voice. Because it's just like, there's no way that would ever happen. Because if you revoke your waiver, they would have to do it throughout the entire episode. Right. So it's just like, it's presented almost like this live But episode. it's much funnier to do it No, live. it's absolutely hilarious. But it's just like, that's so funny. But like also when she's she realizes the cameras have been on her all day, she knows exactly where to look to always be looking at a camera is just like an extra touch of of course she knows they've been watching her all day and she knows exactly where to look at them. It's so funny. But the visual joke, the reason Jenna even storms over there is Liz and Virginia happen to be wearing the exact same outfit, which I guess is also a reality staple for a reason for some of them to fight is just because yeah. I was going to wear that. No, I told you I was going to wear that kind of thing. Well, right, and the concept of, oh, you're ruining so-and-so's big day by whatever action you've just taken. Which it's not even Virginia's big day. She's (laughs) just there. So it's just just so many tropes in one. Oh, and also there's a reference that Kenneth's fashion inspiration, John Mark Carr is, I don't know, the, well, I do know, he he was the person who, like, falsely confessed to murdering John Bonet Ramsey. Yeah. And which, was, I think, disturbed. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, mentally um, unsound. Yeah. Um, do you think that's something we'll ever find out? Like, we'll ever actually know the truth? No, too? we for sure won't. But I think people, from what I can gather, the people who have spent a lot of time looking into it feel pretty confident. Like, it was the brother who did it, and the family just Covered tried to cover it up so he yeah. wouldn't get arrested or whatever for it yeah. but i have no idea that's all allegedly like nothing's been officially proven and i i, I don't think well yeah. unless one of the parents ever basically outright Admits say that or say whatever happens either the like, parents pass away yeah and the brother does like a memoir and reveals all or on his deathbed kind of thing like someone reveal otherwise i don't think because there's no money in it now, so there's no real reason to... Yeah. As morbid as that is, there's no reason to admit to it out of the fact that, well, now you're just going to go to prison kind of thing. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of... Is it a dark joke or is it just like a silly joke? It's what, I don't know. Every so often 30 Rock throws out like those random, like, really like 30-year, 20-year, whatever, out-of-date, sort of out-of-date references, yeah. callbacks. So... I don't know. Like it's so removed from. Camera, and I was like, well, I'm kind of right. I mean, not but... far off. Yeah. I. I mean, I don't know. Like it's so far. That I mean, even then, it's so far in the past. It's like I guess it's like, I don't know. Like yeah. it's not like you're. It's like a too soon thing. Yeah, it's more just like obscure. Because I think if if he had said like someone like my old roommate Timothy McVeigh, like that wouldn't make much sense either. Well, he doesn't look like a skinhead, so that <laughs> that wouldn't work either. I mean, he's wearing he's wearing like this like kind of like dweeby like. 
yeah collared shirt and someone who, pants and his hair's like kind of gussied yeah. up in a weird way which looking at pictures of that guy like it's similar <laughs> to his look so that's what they were going uh-huh. for i'm sure but so yeah. yeah it's one of those things where like every so often they'll throw out a random like 20 year old reference and yeah. it's you have to i don't know google it kind of yeah, yeah. Well, i mean that just like i guess it's like so out of date that it's like not i don't know it's, it's dark but it's not like a yeah yeah i guess i don't know all right so um, we come to the conclusion of Jack and Diana's story. Um, there's a fun, there's a fun two reference joke that that's made in this where Kenneth is in the back trying to plead with Angie about Tracy and why he's not there, and he has like this recurring bit in this episode where he keeps tripping over a cord, and the first cord he trips over, that's they they frame it like it's also an onset fight of reality shows of like slow motion replays it's just it's absurd that and then there's a joke at the end when the credits are rolling where he trips over another chord he thinks it's the same chord <laughs> and they put up subtitles of the chord saying that's racist and kenneth looking super guilty like it's just silly um but it's more of like a visual joke so it doesn't really work too much on this but jack and diana wrap up their storyline and of course an awkward and uncomfortable way for jack ready to do dessert service. We actually pulled this off. We opened a restaurant. More importantly, we got through this year without anything to regret or apologize for. Good job, partner. that scene his model walk in just a bag like it's not a dress it just looks like one of the things you put a dress in to keep it from getting dirty <laughs> and he works com- it though he's committed like his yeah. body language is all over the place but that that line of what's cocaine like like he's already like cliche model like let's start doing cocaine and get body fit and it's just like it's so funny but even Dwayne can't be happy for him and she's like oh you were horrible god that's so funny that's such a funny scene yeah also in the scene right before that after uh Jack and Diana say they pulled it off and go into kiss like there's the, a bunch of reaction shots of everyone in the audience being shocked and it's like most people are shocked but like when it cuts to Sari she just looks like disgusted yeah. instead of shocked she's like oh it's god it's two old people kissing old people. Ugh, who wants to see that and, and there's also the joke of Jenna's face is still blurred which throughout the rest of the episode it's just a nice little detail <clears throat> but uh, Liz helps explain it away what was that damn you two Avery's coming back from North Korea Portia reads the papers. I hate that that's my catchphrase. What was that? That was nothing. I mean, I mean, Jack's like that with everybody. He's a kisser. Right, Jack? Uh, of course. Uh, it's European. If you don't kiss someone, they're offended. Very good, nice seeing you, Lemon. Jack! Dufon hasn't said hi yet. Honey, what was that? <laughs> okay, Liz, I don't know what she's talking about. But Virginia said she knows what you just did for Jack. She misjudged you, and she would like a hug. The feud's over. It's all good. Now I'm just looking forward to this trip. Because Virginia loves her little giraffe so much, the show is sending us on a girl's getaway to Somalia! Whoop, whoop. 
So Jack uh, once again looks like the butt of many jokes on Queen of Jordan. Unfortunately, previous episode he looked like he might be gay, <gasps> despite his protests. And here he's not coming off much better. Um, but he's just got a line of people at the party that he has to kiss to show how welcoming and European that he is. Uh, and then That's he, Jack, notoriously European notoriously. in demeanor and action. Absolutely. And it's on brand. Economic views. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Liz and Virginia squashed their beef as well. Um, since Liz... Um, and so now they're going to Somalia, which I feel like paints a prettier picture than it actually is. Because in the credits, we see them in this war-torn area, which would explain, I assume, why Liz is drinking so much during their trip. Because... If you had to go to a war-torn area, I guess you'd probably want to be... Not in the best location for a girl's trip. No, definitely not for a baby. Definitely not for a baby. Much less a girl's trip, but yeah. Uh, we come up on the, the finale of the episode in Angie confronting Tracy. Um, but has he outsmarted her on her own TV show? Before we do that, I wonder if the Somali thing is a reference to, like... I guess it's probably a trope where, like, they go on random trips, but, like, they had... good. They want to keep the budget low, so they keep it cheap. So, like, instead of going to like an like on I don't know, like on safari or to like a right. beautiful beach, it's like we send you to Somalia to because that's all we're gonna pay for. Right. I guess like the setup is you think it's gonna be like a safari in Somalia to see giraffes, but it ends up being the war torn. Yeah. Oh, that's depressing. I hope you're at peace with your God, Tracy Jordan, because you are about to meet your maker. Honey, you seem upset. I spent the last 20 years supporting you. I had three of your children. I gave you a kidney, a kneecap, and a bladder. But I ask you to do one thing, and you can't do it. All I wanted was a standing ovation, and for people to tweet that I was the new icon for black womanhood, and then for me to tweet, why just black womanhood? Instead, I got nothing. I might as well be Daphne. Who? I'm Daphne. I handle conflict appropriately, and I'm up to date on my mortgage payments. Oh, no. I turned what was supposed to be a boring romantic evening into a gigantic fight in front of all these cameras. Yes. How inconsiderate of you to cause all this drama and start this riveting fight. Our celebrity marriage is on the brink of collapse. We're a train wreck you cannot look away from. I can't stand the sight of you. My love tank is empty. and last all through next season. I'm cheating on you! How dramatic! They know the storylines of what's good TV, I guess. I mean, divorce, you definitely can stretch throughout a whole season. So You can stretch out multiple seasons. Yeah, I don't think too many people would tune in to two seasons of a divorce. You'd have to wrap it up for the first season, but... Yeah. Anyway. Also, to tie back to what we were talking about earlier, Daphne is the boring, sensible one who gets who gets written off exactly. after the season for not creating enough drama. Like the token white girl just doesn't have too much drama. She doesn't have, she doesn't cause waves. She's just in the background. She's the I guess you'd say the Siri. She would be like the Siri. She's just like she's fine. Or no, that's terrible. There's no one on Thirty Rock that doesn't. Yeah. But on all those kinds of reality shows, there's always the, the token sensible. Right. Yeah. Person. Yeah, but even like her, her lines of, I, I handle uh, conflicts, you know, calmly and pay all my. I mean, it it definitely seems like it's a jab at white America and Black America of African Americans are always late on the bills and they like to call scenes and be loud. Where she's saying, "I'm a white person who's very calm with conflict and I pay all my bills on time," kind of thing. Like I feel like that's. The barb that they're trying to. Oh, I didn't take it away. I took it as she's the token, like non-dramatic person on the that cast of the reality but show. But then I have those lines if I pay my mortgage on time. Because 
I feel like a recurring thing on the show. Like, this is like someone who's like broke or living way beyond their means, or yeah, oh. yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, is that really a storyline they do? I feel like if you want to present yourself as high class, you wouldn't make that known. Well, right, but right, that's the thing. Like, some everyone is wants to be perceived as rich, but they're not honest. Like, sometimes oh. they're living beyond okay. their means. To I mean, I, I don't know. That that's how I'm I took it. I don't know enough about the lore of all the housewives to know like how you know what i mean like how probably storylines like, have happened but i'm sure yeah, that's what they probably it, did spend more money than they should have kind of thing hmm. well, you go daphne yeah i mean i didn't take it as the full-on commentary on saying like being in contrast to like stereotypes of black people but i mean i do think their part of point of that joke was like yeah she's just like a boring white lady like that's part of it but i don't think it was specifically a commentary right okay. i mean maybe i mean i don't know maybe it was but i just i didn't take it that way hmm. well <sighs> to each their own, I guess. All right, well, final thoughts on Queen of Jordan 2, now that we know who the mystery pooper is? Rude. The phantom pooper? No, it's, I, I think the, going back through it again for the recording, still, like, there's a lot of great moments in here, a lot of great bits and lines that run through my head every now and again, but it's just not as clean as the previous Queen of Jordan. But it's still super. I mean, it's still a great Thirty Rock episode. Um, but coming off last week's being also a gimmick episode, kind of yeah. too soon, I think. I think they could have spaced it out a little bit yeah. better, either done it earlier in the season or spaced out the live episode yeah. where you don't have two gimmick episodes. Also, it's funny they were two like gimmick episodes, but also the second. Oh, iteration of something that had been done before and as we know the sequel is never quite as good as the original no, where's the trilogy the trilogy never gets closed we never got a That's Queen true. of Jordan 3 or a live That's such show. a shame oh man so the, the credit scene uh, of this episode is sort of um, just wrapping up just a small little cap on each each person's story there's Dauphin just happens to be in town so he can get some affection from Jack uh, Kenneth uh, continuing his tripping over courts uh, scenarios and Liz and Virginia on their their Somalia getaway. Uh, it's a war torn, just hellscape that no one should be in. Uh, but yeah, and then that's that's it. Um, but yeah, as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. If you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, and all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you next week in Season 6 penultimate episode, mm. The Return of Avery Jessup, wherein Avery Jessup returns. Chris tries to fill the traditionally male provider role for a potential child with Liz, and Jenna tries to rediscover her southern roots to win a sponsor for her upcoming celebrity wedding. Ooh. I don't really remember much of that episode, so we'll have to stay tuned and see how it goes. We sure will. We sure will. David, take us out. See you next time. Next week on Queen of Jordan. Hey, I was in the neighborhood. I thought I'd pop up and say hello. For God's sakes, Defuan, I'm working. Fine. Come here. You again? I am so sorry. Different chord. You were two hours late. You stole all my hangers and yeah, I'm drunk. I'm on vacation. All anyone wants to do on these dumb shows is fight and scream and throw things. I wouldn't know. I really don't watch TV. I'm more of a masturbator. <laughs>